this is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to the Masters of None. Masters of None with Mike J and Art. Masters of None. Boop. Hey everybody, this is Scoop J. Pride from Futurama. This is Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, this is Moda Bartender, and you're listening to the Masters of None. Masters of None. I checked them out. They're very funny guys. Masters of None. A comedy podcast that doesn't suck. Um, not sure what it means, but that's why I'm going to keep listening until I find out. Over and out. Hello everybody, welcome back. Masters of None. My name is Mike, with me Art. Yo. Jay. What up? And today we are going to be talking about the best spacecraft of spaceship. all time. Spaceship! 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 <laughs> Shit, I forgot about spaceship. it. Spaceship! Spaceship! Talking about the best spacecraft, spaceship of all time. Uh, later. Charlie Day, our guest, because that would be great. That would be amazing, actually. <laughs> Uh, later on in the episode, we have an interview with Eric Bickernix. He is the author of a new book that's out called High Strangeness. It's about uh, it's a it's a fictional work about aliens and spaceships and a spaceship arriving in Cape Cod uh, on a regular basis. And he had uh, his his and input. Rock lobster. <laughs> he is in, his input on uh, spacecrafts, and him and Art had, got to share some. Some great New England clam chowder. <laughs> yeah, New New England accents and directions, and it was fun. So we'll talk to him a little bit later. But first, guys, uh, let's do a little housekeeping first. Thank you, everybody, so far uh, that has joined our Patreon. We are super psyched about everything. We've been getting a couple of you know new people here and there with uh, new episodes and stuff coming out, which has been just incredible. Uh, and we we say it every time, but it really is just incredible that you guys are are uh, joining that Patreon. If you would like to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash masters of none. Besides the every other week free show, you get a every other week aside from those weeks, uh, you get a, you get a Patreon, Patreon only show for right. three bucks a month. And you get to join us on our discord, which is like our private chat room app thing. And then if you join the master of all our top tier, you get to choose a topic of your liking. You also get uh, usually probably an exclusive show just for you once a month and then you get to be a guest on the show you get a masters of none degree uh, stickers there's all kinds of good stuff check it out thanks thanks spread the word and you know what we need some more followers too on uh, instagram masters of none show on there we actually just did a patreon masters of all uh, yeah master of all is a top tier master of all top tier show only just for those people we did it just the other day we did a quick recap of the oscars with a special guest seggy from straight no chaser so if you're not a master of all you did not hear Seggy's soothing and succulent voice. Yeah, it was uh, talking fun. about Oscars and 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 uh, all things Hollywood. So, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, and you won't hear it unless you're one of those people. So, join up Patreon.com. Masters. You of mean those people? It'd be great. It'll be it'd be those it'd, people. It'd be so much fun. Uh, what else is going on? Any other uh, housekeeping stuff? Art's not going to be around next week. He's going to the Indy 500, right? No, South up. by Southwest. Oh, I'm sorry. What a, he's going to like the greatest events. That oh, are going. He's going to the Fire Festival. Art, Art's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you should hook up with our buddy JT down in Austin. Oh, he's going to be there. That. He lives there. I'm sure he'll be out and about. Nice. I think they, right. I think he puts on like a free show or something down there. Nice or a free like a barbecue, like a. I think he does like a free show and then like a hangover brunch barbecue show thing. <laughs> I don't know. We'll hook you up. Also, pre-order Art's book. Speaking yeah. of books. We don't. On Amazon. Okay. We don't plug, plug that Amazon. real quick. We can forget to plug it. 
Yeah, go to uh, thanks, guys. Go to either Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. It comes out May seventh. It's called Life of Dad. Just a bunch of stories with dads from all around the world. Some famous, some not. Just do it. Check it out. Appreciate it. <laughs> When's it come out again? May seventh. May seventh. Pre-order now. Amazon.com. Make art internet rich, even more rich, so he can add an uh, addition on his oh. boathouse. We need to make him real rich now. It's like a <laughs> yeah. real fucking book. Real book with Enough pages and a binder and everything. Yeah. Uh, art, if, right. if you're interested too, man, you know it would be awesome next week in South by Southwest? You know, send us a couple of clips that maybe we can throw up on uh, of yourself doing some crazy shit at South by Southwest. That'd yeah, I tried, I'm trying to get into uh, the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. I got some, I'm trying to get press passes for that. Nice. Yeah, so throw us some yeah, shit. I'm going to try, get, I'm try and get some cool material. Do it. We'll throw up on the Instagram. If it's Yeah, if it's really special, then it goes to the master of all, right? There you go. Yep. Exactly. Give it. Give it. That'd be great. Art's mini bonus roadshow from <laughs> South by Southwest just for Patreon members. Subscribe now. I'll listen to that shit. All right, let's get into this. All right, let's We're do the it. Best great, the best spacecraft of all time. It could be fictional. could be real. We're going to give each uh, our five and a half, our top five and a half. We have our guest who's going to give us his top three. And we're going to duke it out and see which is the greatest spacecraft of all time. Who wants to go first? I'll go with do my point five. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's going to be the uh, escape pod in uh, New Hope with uh, that carries R2-D2 and C-3PO because it's a little ship. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's tiny. It, it started it all. Yeah, it's thank you. It started it all. The little engine that could went all the, down, all the way down to Tatooine and Started a whole new hope. There you go. There you go. Oh, my my point five is a point five because it's part living being and part ship. Uh oh. And 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 it's it's creepy as all hell. It's the the Leviathan ship from the ships from uh, Avengers because those things are living, but they also use them as warships. Those like creepy like oh fucking, the worm guys. The, yeah, those giant worm this. ships. We're, we're both doing this move with our hands a little wave. Hey, hey Jarvis. <laughs> What's remember that tale about Jonas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Jonah? Yeah. Those things are creepy as goddamn hell, dude. That is a good. That is a very good point. Yeah, because those are also considered. Those would be considered spacecraft. Sure, sure, sure. I like that. So they, they travel through space, and they right don't they think the Qatari uh, go inside them too? So oh, they're yeah. like warships right slash Qatari. Yes, it's kind of hot. Hope they use uh, proper protection. <laughs> you never know how those Qataris have been. Chitari, come on, dude. Chitari, whatever. Fucking who cares? Let's go. Come on, nerds. You know how many Chitari there were exactly in that movie? Twenty six (laughs) hundred. Oh yeah, the Chitari twenty six hundred. That's great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You get it. You start off with a bang, baby. Yes, uh, yeah, Everybody I, I did. All right, good. We're, we're, good. we're there. All right. You're one with 7,800, too. Woo! Yeah. That was an Avengers, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, we mentioned it. Your point oh, five. My point five, yeah. We mentioned it already, and because uh, you reminded me of it, and I'm, I'm throwing it out there. It is the uh, the spaceship that Charlie Day's character put built in Lego Movie, because that's, <laughs> that's fucking phenomenal. That's a great spaceship. Spaceship. That's my point five. 
<laughs> it's funny now le- since the lego 2 movie came out they have like these lego mini sets and one of them it's like like ten dollars it's a bunch of like the the spaceship guys they're like blue of course the blue one and then there's like red yellow pink and it comes like a little spaceship i'm like dude i just want to get it just for that purpose because i can yell at them going spaceship spaceship <laughs> lego movie 2 by the way not not that great not as good did we talk about it already? I don't know I if we did it. I don't think uh, we did. I took a fan to see it. We saw it last weekend. It's all right. Oh, we talked about it because we had the the song and the earworms. That's oh, yeah, that's right. But not as good. Why yeah. Why not as good exactly? I forget. It, it's just trying to kind of do the same thing. There's like too much like human interaction going on. Like, you know, it took the weird turn at the end of the first one, like with Will Ferrell and all that. Right, right, right. It's like right. too much of that. It's, it's just, it goes all over the place. I mean, it definitely had a, had a lot of great jokes and stuff. Like, it was still pretty good. It's worth watching with your kids. But, man, nowhere near as good as the first one. Nice. <laughs> what do you think, Art? You agree? Disagree? Yeah, I, I feel like that one. And then, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Jay. Probably, I think, well, I don't know. Ninjago, like that one. That was just like, all right, we have this huge Ninjago Lego set series. Let's just put this movie together. And you had some good, like, liners here and there, like one-liners. But, like, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Lego two had some uh, Lego movie two had some good moments to it, but halfway through I'm like, man, this this just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, I know. He thought it was over like four different times. You're like, oh my god, uh, no, it's not over. Nope. Yeah. Oh, god. Weird. Uh, All right. All right. Number five. All right, for me, uh, number five is um, the the Milano from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, stealing my fucking thunder. Sorry. <laughs> What makes it great, aside from the cassette tapes that aren't technically part of the ship? <laughs> no, I just, I think um, the way he, like, you know, uh, mods it up, maybe it's not the best ship in, like, because it's not my number five, but, like, I just love the fact that Guardians of the Galaxy were just, like, this misfit, ragtag, you know, bunch of heroes, and it was just, like, this clunky old ship that, like, it would, it, it got the job done in, like, the weirdest way, but it was just, like, it was just, it was awesome. And it just added to Guardians 1, 2, and then, of course, in uh, Infinity War. I mean, when you start playing Rubber Band Man, you knew that you are going to see the Milano in the, in the whole game. All yeah. right. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this, man. Number one on my list. Nice. Number one on my list. I'll tell you exactly why. Number First of all, the fucking name is amazing. I knew exactly what they were ref- what they were saying when they called it the Milano the first time. I was like, "That's great." They, they na- he named it after Alyssa Milano. I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Number two, the color scheme of it is so cool. The blue and orange, I dig that. It's so yep. it's very very neat. Um, Number three, the way it actually moves, like the, the yep. some of the some of the some of the movements of it that he you know he pulls out of that thing. Him and Rocket both flying that sucker. So oh, that so scene cool. where they're going back and forth with like so trying great. to take over, like yeah. control. <laughs> so great, so great. Um, I love the fact that it has like a separate sleeping quarters. That you know, because so, so the the girl that he was banging like the night before, like she she comes out, he's like, oh, sorry, I forgot you were in there. You know that whole thing. I love like just like the the little gadgets, all the different gadgets that are in it. You know the 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 fucking the uh, like the bubble mesh space spacesuits that they slap on each other. Which I yep. think is so cool. Like you said, the 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 scene where they're switching back and forth between who's the pilot and who's not. I think that's great. Like just that's a cool little feature. Like it's got so many really great little features. 
little uh, gadgets. It, I mean, it is its own. It, it kind of is a, its own character in the movie because you never really get a sense of how big or small it is because there always seems yeah. to be like a different how everybody's sitting in like the, the the cockpit area. They're all kind of like you know tiered. Like there's some people sitting behind them and up on top. I I just I love that ship. I love the layout of it. I love the how it's operated. How it the maneuverability of it. It just it just seems like it can do anything. And not only that. The fact that it is one of those rare occasions where it's a ship that can not only, you know, travel small proximity, but also can travel across the universe if it wants to. Yep. You know what I mean? I think I think that's great. I think like some of these some of these ships <laughs> I really thought about I'm this. fucking geeking out on this right now. The, 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 <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, dude, because you know there's, I mean? there's like, a lot of like like yeah, TIE fighters are really cool, but like the whole thing about how they can't they can't fly really far away from like a a, a, a space station or anything like that they're short range fighters and that kind of stuff. Milano's like, nope, fuck it, we can go wherever the fuck we want. Let's go. You know what I mean? No, there's if it's your number one, you can talk about it all day, man. Yeah, that's, um, that's that's my number one. Just I was I love the I love the look of it. I, it's so sleek. I love the color scheme. I love the fucking the name and and then. Just like it just seems to keep every time it's added in a movie, they seem to add like different things that it can do or different yep. things that it, and it's just so cool. I, I dig that ship a lot. So, so many one liners in that movie. And then, of course, too, not only is it like a full ship, but then it can go into the another compartment and goes into the uh, remember when uh, Thor, Rocket and Groot oh, went yeah. away. It's got escape hey. pods. Like, you yeah. Know, awesome. It's got it's got everything. And. Not to mention, you know, it's been dismantled a couple of times with crashes or whatever, and can be rebuilt almost to the to to its original original look, which is which is great too because movies love destroying vehicles, but this one just seems to keep <laughs> bouncing back and back, yep. back yeah. in, and no problem, you know. So I love it. I, I it's 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 my favorite. It's my favorite currently. Nice, right on, Jay. I here. love I love your enthusiasm, Michael. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> My number five is a large ship, much bigger than the Milano. It's, it's <laughs> capable of making major transformations to itself. It's got its own three-ring circus. <laughs> That's where I was coming from. <laughs> it, it can go from suck to blow. Yes! It's the space ball one. <laughs> also, it's called plaid, right? You can go plaid? You can go, can plaid. go plaid, for sure. It's got a Mr. Coffee and a Mr. Radar. Right. <laughs> it has everything. It's got the bleeps, bleeps, the creeps. <laughs> it has a guy who plays those giant drums. Everything. <laughs> I'm a bearded lady. What are you, one of the freaks? <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that movie for the first time in a while the other day. Oh my god, that movie's amazing. It yeah, just, it totally holds up. <laughs> Rick Moranis is a goddamn genius. Well, the whole thing is just great, man. Are we? I stopped? mean, I watched it. I watched it with my kid, like uh, spoke if know, you got him, maybe a year or two, and he was like, you know, it was like right after he like first saw Star Wars, and he was just like, his mind was blown. Yeah, he's like, wait, this. I think it was the first time he like realized like you can like he realized what like a parody is, like a parody movie. Right, right. Like, cause he he just like couldn't believe like what was going on, and like he's like. This is like a thing you can do. Like you could make a whole movie that just makes fun of another movie. Like this is crazy, mm. and like it was fun to just like see what references he caught and like what you know which ones I had to kind of explain to him, and then he would get like ah. So, but man, you know any any giant spaceship that you know hundreds of people can live on can turn into a giant Statue of Liberty with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it breaks for nobody. <laughs> you gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh. That's great. I love it. Spaceball one. <laughs>
So that's right, my I, number, uh, number I actually five. didn't give my five. Oh, yeah. Let me do that real quick. My number five is a, uh, a spaceship that uh, we really only get to see a little bit of the inside. We spend a lot of time on <laughs> the inside. And uh, it has an odd shape to it. It looks like like a like a dog toy, like a puppy bone, and that would be the satellite of love from <laughs> Mystery Science Theater <laughs> three thousand. Nice, <laughs> good pull. Uh, yeah, I uh, I love Mystery Science Theater. Have you watched any of the new ones? No, you know I'm not a fan. Oh, you're not? Okay. No. Sorry. But uh, I've never I, been a fan. I love the original uh, Satellite of Love. Again, looks like a looks like a dog toy, and uh, yeah, it's it's got its own movie theater in it, and uh, pretty much anything you want as well. But really, only, you only really only get to see that one that one uh, you know deck of it and seven doors leading into the movie theater, which is fun. <laughs> um, but also, you have uh, Gypsy that runs the ship. It seems. Gypsy and Cambot run the ship, and then Tom Servo and Crow just kind of like hang out on it. They're not really, they're not really doing any kind of maintenance or anything like that. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Joel and/or Mike uh, on board as well. So, Satellite of Love is my number five. It has given me many laughs over the years, so I have to give it a spot on my list. Very nice. All right, what's your number five? Yeah, it was a Milano. The Milano. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Okay, so I'm up then for number four. Good. So I got to go with probably the first spaceship that I like thought was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life back when I was a kid. Uh, I I, I kind of look at this like it's it's I feel like it's kind of like the Corvette of spaceships. Uh-oh. And it's a convertible. Are there convertible Corvettes? Yes. I feel like they're, yeah. Uh, it's the X-Wing fighter. Ah, yeah. You know, going classic. Classic. It's, uh, yeah, it's... It's the first, I mean, for me, like you see this X-Wing and then the freaking wings open up. And you're like, oh my God, that is so freaking cool. And then it's, it's you know, it's a big part of those, uh, the first first couple movies there. And it's, it's Luke's hero ship and it's, uh, you know, all the rebels that you're always rooting for him. You got a droid in the back who helps you freaking do whatever you need to do. Yep. Navigation, repairs, you know, while you're, while you're rolling. And uh, it's the freaking, it's the ship that blew up the Death Star, baby. The fucking... The, it's the underdog. It's the X-wing, bro. It's the X-wing. Yeah. Like who so, didn't want it? Who didn't want X-wing? Was? It was a great toy too. Like oh, it was for like sure. the dopest toy. Do you know how hard it was putting? Like I, I did my best to not put a lot of Star Wars ships on here. Through <laughs> <laughs> five, you know, like five all Star Wars ships. I'm like, no, I, I can't do that. Did I mean, X- you guys already Star Wars fandom? So I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. I kept it. And a half. <laughs> you kept it to one and a half spaceships from Star Wars. Nice. I like that. That's good. I'll, that's that's Show, art showing restraint. It's acceptable. Yeah. There you go. Very good. Those that twelve step program has been working great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, art, your thought on the X wing because I know you probably have a ton. What Jay said right there, man. Like that was the first one. Of course, you saw like your the, the hero that you wanted to root for was you know Luke Skywalker in the X wing. He gets into the ship. He wanted to prove himself. Um, and it's just, you know, like you said, like when Jay said, like when they open up, I'm like, all right, attack for, you know, as for oil position, you're like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you said, like R2 was able to help you out back there and just the graphics. And man, when they made that video game where you kind of went into the, was that Atari, you know, I think, I don't maybe it was Atari. I forgot who it was, but like the actual arcade where you sat down and you had to like blow up the yeah, desktop. Vector graphics. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was like the coolest thing. And yeah. then that game's getting, still fun today. Yeah, playing the arcade. And like, 
And like, even like the jumpsuit, man, was very similar to like, you know, a pilot, uh, pilot suit, but it was orange. And like, again, like the orange and blue combination. Something about orange and blue in this, on this episode. Yeah. It was, yeah. And like, you had like the Y wing, you had the A wing and you had the B wing, but like, I'm so glad that they chose the X wing as like, the ship to use. The main ship. And, well, it's like the, I mean, it's like the F-16 of spaceships. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the maneuverability of it, the fucking the, the the prowess of it, the thing, you know, the things that it's capable of doing and and weaponry and all that kind of stuff. It's great. It's I mean, it, yeah, you're right. It's fucking classic. It's it's classic. Let me ask you a question, Art, because you probably know this. What's it called when the wings separate? What do they call that? They put it in attack uh, position or whatever. That's foils in attack position. OK, yes. so what's the other position for just cruising? Yeah, just cruising and like um, think about it too. It's like it's more aerodynamic. Okay. okay. Also, when you go to the drive the drive in, they put your order on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it would just slide in. <laughs> just get a lower. One space soup and one space special. <laughs> you want what some jelly juice with that? <laughs> awesome. My Mike, you're four. four? Oh, Art's four. Good. Art's four. Anybody's four. Yeah, my number four is from the movie The Last Starfighter. This thing, I mean, talk about again, a movie from from the eighties. Um, all of us love playing video games, and then like for this movie, for like this, like, <laughs> it's like it's like the first Ready Player One, like the precursor to like Ready Player One, right? Where this dude wants to go to the academy and flight academy doesn't get in, and he's in this trailer park playing like this video game over and over again, and all of a sudden he gets transported into this real life space fight. And he's flying the ship that he was practicing. It's like similar to what he was practicing on. I mean, that was just freaking awesome to me. And the and the way the ship was designed, um, it kind of looked like almost like a if a Tie Fighter and an X Wing had sex, kind of. <laughs> so, um, I love the design back then. It was like because you, you got to think too. Back then in the eighties, like oh crap, Star Wars came out in the seventies. Everyone's like, oh, we got to kind of capitalize on it. And so if you're gonna make a ship, you gotta kind of make it sure that it's different. And uh, I, I it, and it looks like it could come out of a video game too. So I loved every part of it, and I loved the movie too. So that's uh, my number four. The Gunstar One, it's called, and yes, it does look like. And I'm wondering if if a, if an X-wing and a and a Tie Fighter had sex, do they like are they like bald eagles where they don't stop? They they just go crashing to the ground and they don't stop until one of them fucking comes, and then they <laughs> otherwise they just fall to their deaths. <laughs> Were we supposed to answer that question? Yeah, I was. Were you, were you, did you have any thoughts on that, or am I just throwing some stuff out there? Yeah, no, I'm not answering that question. All right. Thanks. Thanks, mall rats. Um, All right. Your number four? <laughs> my number four. So we said space. We said spacecraft, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So this isn't in. This isn't in outer space. This is the submersible pod from the movie. Inner space. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> the uh, the the pod that Dennis Quaid uh, operates inside of Martin Short. Nice. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. Inner space, just such a fun like movie, and he gets in this pod, and he you know he gets shrunk down, gets injected into Martin Short's bloodstream. He's in, supposed to be injected into a rabbit, but, uh, you know, the, there's bad guys and everything, and they run around, and boom, boom, Martin Short gets injected. So now uh, Dennis Quaid has to, like, figure out where he is. So what does he do? He does what, he's, what he was trained to do. He goes to the ocular cavity, and he attaches a, a video camera to the optic nerve. He goes to the uh, earlobe, and he attaches, uh, you know, an audio device to the uh, to the inner ear. 
and now he can talk and he can listen and see what everything that's going on in, in, in Martin Short's life. And at the same time, he can manipulate Martin Short's body. He can give him a boost of adrenaline. He can go and like different, you know, fight or flight stuff. He can he can do all kinds of stuff. It's so 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 cool, and and kind of ahead of its time. Have you ever heard about you? You heard about nanotechnology? Yep. So apparently. If you if you read up on any of this kind of stuff, one of the things that is is uh, going on in the world in the medical field is they're actually with nano robots, little like computers the size of blood cells. They inject them. They will inject them into your bloodstream and you could literally do a, a self-diagnostic test on yourself at any given moment. So talk about talk about getting ahead of any kind of diseases sir how long have you had yours mike i've had it for a good six <laughs> years but it's the size right. it's a tumor the size of a softball on my calf right now it's not they haven't shrunk it down quite enough yet i thought you were mike. working out man <laughs> mike was camped out like when they first announced it right i was, was like, like waiting like, to get the first one like a new Please. iphone i'm there oh i can't wait in here i got a tent i quit my job for this um, but yeah, the submersible pod from Inner Space, Dennis Quaid. Love that fucking movie. Yeah. Nice. All right, threes. Jay, three. My number three is one we're going to talk about with our guest up in a little bit. Uh, it's it's kind of like the ultimate haven for rich people if it were if there were, it was ever you know Earth got all shitty Wally style, and it's not the the ship from Wally because that's kind of a nightmare. But it's the Elysium from the movie Elysium. Is it so called what the Elysium? It, I've never seen the movie. So. Yeah, the, it is called the Elysium. So it's basically a giant rotating wheel. I think it's 60 kilometers wide and it spins. So you have gravity. And then the whole inside like of the wheel, inside of the rim, is just paradise for rich folks while all the poor people are still stuck down on Earth. So it's, I love it because it's basically taking the concept of one of those rotating restaurants on top of a building and just turning it into a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, but there's like there's grass, like there's everything. It's like it's just a whole. It's like being on Earth, yeah. except you're this giant rotating thing, and then that's how you generate the gravity, like uh, the the ship in two thousand one. And it's it's just paradise until you know things go wrong, of course, right? As they tend taking to a, do. Taking a gated community up to the uh, highest level, right? Right. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. So, but that's that, that's a pretty decent movie. People to check out. So, and isn't the isn't the concept like Matt Damon's poor and he's like, "Fuck this, I'm getting healthcare," and he just fucking rocket packs up there or whatever. I I think it's been a while. It that's, came out. That's kind of that was kind of the gist of the trailer to me. He was like, "Fuck it, man, I need some penicillin. I'm gonna fucking strap <laughs> on his rocket pack and get the fuck up on that goddamn halo." And then yeah. figure this shit out, right? <laughs> Something along those lines. All right, cool. Uh, I was I was too busy checking out everybody's in-ground pools Ooh. to really pay attention to the plot. I'm like looking at the interior design of these houses, <laughs> these mansions. I'm like hey, I don't care about this guy. Kidney shaped. Like, all like, right. Just just die already, Matt Damon. Stop fucking with all these nice people. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to Earth, you yeah. pauper. <laughs> <laughs> Earth, more like dirt. Am I right? Come on, guys. <laughs> Art, you're three. Uh, my number three is from, you know, we're talking about space balls and like, remember that one point where they're 
man, uh, Mel Brooks's character is like just running through. He's like, man, we gotta get like a faster, sh- or I gotta get like a elevator, or whatever the hell it is. The ship is too big. Yeah, remember like Alien, like that mo- that ship was like so big. Well, Aliens, out of all the different Alien movies, Aliens, for me, was my favorite. And the ship that they rode in on the military uh, load carrier, USS uh, Salco or something, that was that was it for me, man. And I love the design. It kind of looked like a piece of the Death Star, the uncompleted Death Star in Return of the Jedi, the, the Death Star 2. Like a piece of that just like fragmented it off and then started just going into space. But a lot of cool moments uh, in that. And I thought it was like the design of it was pretty sick, especially considering like what they did from the first one to now to this one. So that's uh, that's my number three. The drop, you're talking about the drop ship the, that the Marines came, came on, the Colonel Marines? Yeah. Yeah. Colonel Marines drop ship. I don't know. Uh, did, that, did that actually have a name? I think it was just called drop ship. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Yeah, anyway, I'm trying. It was to. like the USS something, just kind of go along with the. Oh, the there you military. go. USS Salako. Yeah, is that right? Like the like I said, like if you see a picture of it, I like yeah, the design. Yeah. Um, and just everything of like that was my favorite aliens or alien movie, uh, other the trilogy or quad trilogy, whatever the hell it is now. Yeah, the spaceship itself looks like a giant machine gun. Yeah, like yeah. a giant bazooka, which is it does <laughs> kind of right on the note, right on the nose. Yeah. Right. So, nice. Yeah, I, cool. I love. I love like a lot of these as we kind of look them up as we go. There's a lot of like just super nerd sites that like kind of do these cool like cross sections of the ships and stuff. Yeah, they kind Schematics. of break down. They put like yeah. the fucking schema. Like here you go. This is uh, this is they actually used a uh, Valerian steel on this one. I don't know if you understood. It, but... Only on the bottom. Yeah. Part. This was where the rear reflectors went, and uh, we put those up to uh, maximum capacity, and you can get uh, some good wind shear on the front end. <laughs> It's no longer street legal. Let's keep it on down low. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the tinting percentage on the windows is not exactly what is supposed to be legal in Minnesota, but hey, they never traveled there, so hey, good on them, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right uh, three for you. Three for me. Where am I? Let's see. Okay. All right. So here's my de- here's my uh, Star Wars entry. Out of all the uh, ships to uh, grace the screen in the Star Wars movies, I'm going to go with that's no moon. It's a space station. The Death Star. Nice. Yeah. What? I'm going Come with the on, Death dude. I'm going with the Death yep. Star. The I Death know. Star is the worst. Okay. Tell me why. Tell me why it's good. <laughs> tell me why. Tell you why it's good. Uh, tell you why. There's a shaft where that the whole thing can be blown up, but with one tiny fucking what's the bomb thing called, Art? Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about shaft. <laughs> we can dig. <laughs> yes it's got one glaring weakness <laughs> but god damn it 99.9 percent of that motherfucker is smooth as silk look at that shit that can fucking destroy a planet with the quick throttle of a of the the bass tracks in a fucking recording studio that's what that, that's when it when they, I yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah. I love when they when they fire off that sucker and they're like, "All right, I'm just gonna yeah." He's like, "All right, I'm just gonna lay down some bass tracks here real quick, and we'll put the high end in real quick." Right to the right of the camera is just Booty Collins. Yeah, that was, it's like doing it like a slide. Oh, Bubba Ewoks, baby. <laughs> but the Death Star held the entire empire right there. Boom! Everybody's in there. Everybody's going along. I I always considered. I always wanted to see more of the Death Star because I have a feeling on like floor like 68 
there was like a recreation of Zion. Studio 54? Zion from the <laughs> Matrix. Yeah. Floor 68 was Studio 54. It got really confusing for a bunch of stormtroopers. They're like, what floor is that? I don't know. It's hard for stormtroopers to do blow because they can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it just blends it. <laughs> this is some good shit. Like, where is it? Did you drop it? No, no, it's right here on my on my arm. Move along. Move along. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> no, you know what you know what the funny thing is, is you see it in uh the first one. Of course it blows up Alderaan. All right, great. And then it gets blown up itself. But then Return of the Jedi, they're they're making another one. It doesn't really do that much except for like, you know, shoots a couple of rebel ships. You see the, you know, like how badass this thing is in Rogue One, right? Totally. It's like the thing can move and go through because, like, you don't even think. Like, for me as a kid, like, I never really thought. Like, of course, the Falcon go can go through uh, hyperspace and all these other things, but like, I never thought the Death Star. But no, the Death Star can do that, and you didn't like notice that until like Rogue One, right? And the thing can move pretty fast. Camouflage in plain sight, man. You're like, oh, that's uh, there. You go. We're just gonna pass by this planet here. Oh fuck! Oh shit! Oh fucking shoot! Sp- yeah. This planet is shooting at us. <laughs> Fuck, we out. Yeah. How did it move? Like, where were the thrusters and all that? I don't know. How does Superman fly faster? (laughs) (laughs) He just makes that sound. That's the sound Superman makes for him to fly faster. One of my favorite jokes of all. That's a Daniel Tosh joke, by the way. That's one of my favorite jokes. How does Superman fly faster? And everybody just goes like this. Like, blows their fists out real fast. Like, that's how. I don't know know what that means. (laughs) Yeah, but no, yeah, Death Star, man, come on, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta love the OG. And again, more just because I'm a Star Wars geek Dude, and nerd, but go like, go ahead, give me you, some Death Star facts, man. What am I missing? Not even not. Well, no, no just like besides Rogue One, like in yeah. the different books, there's a book called Catalyst, and it's the you know the precursor of uh, Rogue One. It's a really good book. It talks about like how Galen Erso is working on this all the like the bells and whistles that goes into it. But like you get more of the, how awesome this planet or the, you know, the space station is inside, like inside that book. And there's a lot of great detail that they go into and like how, like, I mean, they were just taking from different planets, all the different material, the kyber crystals, just the raw, like metals and just scraping every planet. And like the empire, like, fuck you, we're taking it away. I'm with you, Art. (laughs) See, this is why all like I had to like make sure like not all of my ships were Star Wars. I'm with you, Art. Three on my list, brother. Hey, that's not funny. It's number three on my list. All right, Jay, go to number two before we we bore everybody. All right, you want to talk about exciting, man? This is an and OG at the same time. All right, and also insanely maneuverable. This thing can teleport. It can move any direction, any any moment, rotate, forward, backwards. I'm talking about Whoa. the spaceship from the video game Asteroids. Asteroids, yes. <laughs> Come that on. Little, uh, that little triangle can go anywhere, right? Hell yeah, dude. That thing was the bomb. <laughs> you knew you were screwed. If you started moving that thing and like started going like hyperspeed, like, all right, crap, I'm done. <laughs> That thing is flying all over the place, blowing up so many asteroids. Bro. <laughs> Bro. All right. All right. What's your number two? <laughs> My number two? <laughs> Whoever. There you go. I mean, talk about talk about a, the sound of destruction. 
pew 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 I think I think that sounds like rampage like the people shooting at the gorilla and like them just hitting the buildings I think we found the one sound in Earth that's weaker than pew pew. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> also, like it's less intimidating Joe? than saying pew pew. Yeah. I felt Glad. like it was Glass Joe falling on the ground. All right, number two. That's my number two. My number two. Okay, go ahead. It's, go a, ahead. it's a spaceship that needs no name, by the way. Got it. True. Well said. True. Uh, my number two is a real life spaceship Apollo Eleven. Man. Ah! That's my fucking I mean, number one, but that's not the name of the spaceship part. What's the name of the spaceship? It's actually three different parts. Apollo 11 is the name of the mission. Boring! <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. The lunar, the Apollo lunar module is what I'm going for. How's that? Is that's that the LM5. Codename Nerd! Eagle. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> then you had the, uh, the command module, the CSM-107, a.k.a. Columbia. Yep. You can play a clip for that one. No, no. And then you had, of course, the Saturn V uh, rocket, SA-506. Okay. That got him there. Got him. I mean, think about it, right? I mean, this this thing is, like, <laughs> just fantastic. Did you see? I don't know if you guys saw The First Man. I did. Yeah, good movie. Uh, what? Yeah, was it? I liked it. Uh, I'm a I'm a nerd for the moon the moon landing. You're a nerd for the moon. Yep. It's great. I thought the 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 part of the movie that was good. It just it's it's gonna sound weird, but like the movie was sterile. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, but like, but you long. needed that. It's like you just saw like because think about like us, right? When we're, when we were learning about. Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, right? You were just yeah. like, these dudes are like, hey, man. And of course, they they're, they they were on the moon. So that's like so much tree cred. But like the way Gossam plays, it was like he was just this guy that was just kind of kept to himself. And kind of, you know, yeah, like kind of like, like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> For a little bit, right? Yeah, but like you saw, like I mean, he needed to be that way because he was always like, in my opinion, like when I was watching the movie, like he's always thinking about, all right, if this happens, like, right, <laughs> if A fails, what do I do with B? And then B's probably going to fail, so he's going all that, like, all making that like plan C, D, E, F, all the way down to Z. So I thought, like, I'm Jay, I'm huge into like the, uh, you know, moon landing and outer space and all that. Um, I thought it was it was definitely interesting, um, and I, I, of course, I, you know. My number one's gonna be a Star Wars thing, uh, Star Wars shit, but like for me, like I have to put Apollo Eleven, or I'm sorry, uh, Apollo Lunar Module. <laughs> <laughs> the the it was the Skycap uh, Six Thousand art. It actually uh, originated it's from the a Commodore German engineer. Was... Skycap Six Thousand wasn't that an airport robot in Futurama? Yes. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. That's. All right, so before we get into our number ones, although we have uh, we know two of them, we know two out of the three, let's get to our guest. Uh, let's so wait, our guest. I, I, hang on, Mike, did you, have, did you have Apollo 11 on, on there? Apollo 11 was my number two as well. So okay. me and Art have Apollo 11 as number two. Okay. I added as one. All right, All let's right. get to our guest. So let's get to our guest because he, he, he may have a difference of opinion from uh, some of the ones that we've said already. So our guest again is Eric Bickernix. He is the uh, the author of uh, of a great book. Well, let me just let me let me just throw it to him. Here's Eric, the author of High Strangeness, which is out now for you to download for free 
but also available in paperback edition on Amazon.com. Pick it up. Hi, Strangeness, the one, the only, Eric Bickernick, the <laughs> author. How are you doing, sir? Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, thank, yeah, thanks for um, yeah, having me on, guys. No problem, dude. So, Eric, you reached out to us, and you were like, hey, I got this great book. Wondering if I could jump on your podcast and talk about it. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't accuse it of being great just yet, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm talking you up, man. I'm, a hype, I'm your hype man, all right? I'm coming with you. Well, I'm that sure. piece of crap? Oh, man, man. you guys read it? Really? Jeez. So uh, you reached out to us and you're like, hey, this is this this might be something you're interested in talking about. And I was like, you right. know what? I am interested in talking about it. Let's <laughs> talk about some UFOs. Thank so, God for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So first of all, tell me about the book. Tell me, you know, give me a little bit of a summation. No spoilers, please. We, you know, right. we all want to read it. Come on. And also, I want to know, like, your fascination with UFOs and the extraterrestrial. Similar to the... Um... The Project Blue Book show that I guess it's out on uh, History Channel, where they claim it, you know, the, the show is based on true events. Well, yes, you could say my book is based on true events, even though it's fiction. The whole thing's, you know, fiction, fiction. The premise is basically, what if a UFO uh, kept coming back to a certain part of the country? And obviously a lot of people would be waiting for it. A lot of interesting people would be waiting for it. And it's set on Cape Cod. So basically what I'm doing is having the sort of tourist invasion that happens every season happen along with the, quote, alien invasion of these of this UFO that keeps arriving over and over and over during the summer. Got it. And like I said, a lot of it's based on true people, true events. A lot of the characters are <laughs> sort of the greatest hits of the ufology crowd. As an example, I've got a, um, a cult leader, a UFO cult leader, who thinks it's his spaceship that's coming back. So he can then be, you know, abducted or so he can basically, yeah, go be sucked back up into the spaceship by the Fornicatians. They have sex with the Fornicatians. He's a <laughs> sex cult. <laughs> Based on the Raelians, roughly, uh, Marshall Applewhite from Heaven's Gate. And the whole concept of just cult members is just, you know, the whole <laughs> conformity is funny to me. That, and uh, there's other famous uh, people, like one guy who's well-known, I won't say his name, and in the UFO world claims that, you know, he worked at Area 51 and there's frozen air. He knows he saw the aliens. I have a guy who claims that there are, there's frozen aliens on the Air Force base that's on Cape Cod. And that basically Area 51 is a whole cover-up because, you know, obviously they would leave the, the aliens there where they crashed. They would have just moved into Area 51, right? Right. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. So what's your take? Are you a believer? Are they really, have we made contact or what? Yes, I'm the skeptic guy. But there's a whole range of questions here. Obviously, now, is, is there intelligent life out there when we can see, what, 100 billion star, uh, sorry, billion galaxies? Yeah, come on. Obviously, yes. That would take a, a religious sort of viewpoint to say, no, we're the only ones. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the other question is, have they made the trip all the way out here? And the other one is, well, do they even need to make the trip? Finally, do they actually like pull somebody out of their bedroom and stick things in their anus? You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere in between there is, yeah, is probably the truth, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. There's gotta be something out there for sure. But whether it's like, you know, a microorganism and it's how many billions of light years away, but there's got to be something out there. I'm of the mind that there's already aliens here, but they're like bacteria. Like off black? Yes, exactly. No, they're like bacteria off of meteorites and like they're things that are deep in the ocean that we have. Because there's monsters like down venom? there. 
There's shit down there that we've never we've never seen or heard of before, and it, it's fucking aliens. It's like I don't, you know, I, I just I think that there's already things here, but we don't necessarily view it as aliens because it's shit that's already here. You know, what I, I mean? play with that with the expectation in the book where everyone thinks that yeah, uh, how what we're expecting is the greys, which have now turned into the folklore that there is going to be a piece of biology in a metal container, i.e. spaceship that, you know, flies over here. And basically that's how we do it, right? So like, okay, that's what you would expect. But that certainly can't be the only, you know, option. Right. The show today is, is about spacecrafts and everything. What kind of spacecrafts do you go, do you go, or if any at all, do you go into in the book? You try to yeah. you make fun of the ones that are, you know, like, you know, on your cover, you have the upside down pie plate. Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah. The UFO that I'm sort of that, that comes by on my book here is based on the um, the V-shaped UFO, which V-shaped ones are pretty popular now these days. There's a big sighting at Phoenix area, Phoenix Lights, back in '97. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So basically, um, we, I have that one come back. <laughs> and like I said, that seems to be the popular one now. You know, back in the day, yeah, everything was a disc. You know, then they had, obviously, cigar-shaped ones. Now it's a V-shaped. It's got to be V-shaped. In fact, there's a couple of reports that, you know, they've seen. Uh, there's another one, I guess, in, uh, in Illinois back in 2000. A bunch of cops saw a triangular-shaped thing fly over, uh, where was it, uh, Clare County uh, in Illinois, basically. And I'm so, and I have, and I'm sort of using that as a template for, like, the first two chapters. Well, what do you think, though, as far as any kind of travel whatsoever? I mean, some of this stuff looks like it just couldn't get off the ground, let alone travel through different galaxies. Well, we're not just used to that technology, Mike. That That's the problem. Is that what it is, Art? Oh, yeah. What's your uh, consensus there, Art, on the uh, the V-shaped popular spacecraft? Is that the way to go right now? Or? I don't think so. I mean, again, it just depends on what people think they saw or yeah. whatever the case may be. Like, Of course, I'm into science fiction, and there's going to be so many different uh, concepts out there. Uh, you know, when we were talking, when you, uh, we were talking about like the premise of the book, and Eric, you were talking about like people having parties. I seriously uh, thought of like Independence Day when they were up on like was it Capitol Records, the like the top of the uh, building, and they were like, "Oh, we we love you," and they have like yeah. big signs like that. I was just kind of picturing that. I also keep thinking of the episode of The Simpsons where uh, Mr. Burns keeps coming back at the same spot like week in and week out, but he's just all oh, yeah. drugged up. So they keep coming back from the aliens. I bring you love. With his eyes, right? Yeah, with his yeah. eyes or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I keep thinking of that. Like the same thing. He brings us love. Get him. <laughs> so so far, Eric, with the book, what what kind of reception have you gotten? Have you have you have you gotten a lot of psycho UFO people contacting you saying that's incorrect? You're a jerk and get out of the profession. Yeah, no, I got the first one like that. Now I'm I'm trying to play both sides of the crowd here, where the the the, the I'm hoping that the true believers. Sort of like, you know, you know, a drunk guy can always go, oh, yeah, no, yeah. There's always another guy that's more drunker than me. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of figuring that the true believer is like, oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people like that, but like, no, no, I'm making fun of you. But no, 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 it looked fine. And then the skeptics were basically, yeah, I'm sort of being critical about everything here. So I'm hoping I can play both ends of the folklore, the world here. Nice. This just was released. How, how long ago did you release this book? Uh, like a month ago, yeah. Like a month ago. Okay, yeah, so, still, so yeah. it's pretty pretty brand new. What's your hope? I mean, I, I know you're selling it on Amazon. You know, are you trying to educate as well as entertain, or is there is there a little bit of that to it, or no? But well, yeah, I had something to say. So yeah, if it fails, no one cares. No one gives a shit about it. Fine, I had something. You know, I wanted to say. 
you know, what are my opinion on, you know, UFOs, da 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 da, da from a, sort of from a skeptical viewpoint. And yeah, doing it as a blog post, who the hell's going to read a blog post? You know, an essay, <laughs> nobody gives a shit about an essay, you know. So, okay, good. This is, it's now in book form. There it is. The world can just not give a shit. You know, I've said it. Now, at the same time, I'm, I'm just finished the film script. I'm basically a, a frustrated, failed filmmaker. Right. Um, I think it's going to make a, we make a good movie. <laughs> oh, we'll see how that goes. You know, <laughs> the world doesn't give a shit about that. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the hell what was, what was the, you said you got some people to talk to you about the book email. What was like the, you said there was one like psycho dude or not psycho dude, but just someone like, Oh, what was like, what was their biggest beef for the book or what was their takeaway from the book? What was your, uh, yeah, no, some guy on Goodreads, I think he probably didn't even read the whole thing. Right. Cause he just probably read the, the beginning where the first character says some critical things about what people believe in. And I'm sure he just went, Oh my God, this guy's blabbering. And the fact is I, yes, I have characters blabbering cause there are cult members there. <laughs> I'm just repeating what they say. Cause he's expecting, you know, what you normally get with a sci-fi book, right? The grays are in the thing and da, 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 yeah, you know, <laughs> and so I, I thought it was funny. I'm just like, all right, yeah, I, I, there he is. You're coming from both sides. You're coming from the skeptic and from the reporter that's trying to find the actual facts. But then at the same time, then you just throw the dog in there. All right, help me out. Who's the who's the dog? Who's the Russian cosmonaut from Marvel? What's his name? Co oh my god, Cosmo, well, right? Isn't it Cosmo? Yeah, no, Cosmo, Astro, yeah. Dog is based on the Jetsons, Astro. The dog oh, Astro. nice, Astro. nice. Astro, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, the thing is, there is an alien in the book. Oh. <laughs> and, well, in fact, fourth chapter, you'll see, and I basically I have big icons in the beginning of each chapter. And in the, I think chapter four is basically an alien icon, and it's in binary. I figure, you know, if, if the aliens were broadcast back to the planet, you know, you wouldn't recognize it as text. It's nope. binary. Woes and ones, basically. Now, you can convert it real oh, easy. So. <laughs> and there's some, some weird, funny crap in there. You Again, kind of like Independence Day with the binary code, right? Correct. Yeah. And mathematics is the is a universal language, right, Art? Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you referring to the, the spaceship, the old Ray and Apple OS, was it OS X or whatever yeah, it was, OS X right. and Apple? Yeah. Which is, like, oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> that was amazing. We uploaded, we gave it a cold, up, <laughs> uploaded a virus on uh, an Apple II. Yeah, Pops, all Apple. cable repairman can do it. <laughs> So you said you, you said before we started recording that you have uh, you have some beef with how pop culture presents spaceships and space and spacecraft. Go ahead. What, what's your what's your major beef going on nowadays? You said the V is popular. The pie plate was popular for a while. The cigar shape was popular. Now right. it's the V. What what are your big beefs with how spaceships are portrayed? Science fiction can't go beyond too far beyond your audience's expectations, it, because you're just you're trying to sell books and movies here. Not that you're not trying to be accurate, and usually most scientists aren't accurate, or or what do you call them, futurists? Everyone's done a crappy job. I but a good example of this, right? H.G. Wells, right now, H.G. Friggin Wells, right? <laughs> I mean, in 1897, he released War of the Worlds, right? The Martian machines they hitched a ride on a on a meteorite or whatever and then they basically got out and sort of walked around in some like uh steampunk kind of yeah you know <laughs> things on legs right don't forget this is 1980 this is 1897 when it was first it was serialized in pearson magazines and cosmetology the point is flight wasn't even invented right and the concept of flight was just like well pretty damn rickety we might be able to get off the ground where in reality why didn't hul say look 
The Martians can fly. Look, it just they just fly and they here we go. But that's just a weird concept to, to somebody from 1897, especially if you're going to say, listen, a, a thing the size of a house is going to just fly over us and the Martians just wiped us out. That would just be too weird. Like, really, a house-shaped heavy thing is just hovering over the ground? I'm not going to buy that book. It's just too wacky. It's interesting the fact that even now HOLs in, in a book Shape of Things to Come in 1933, his big whole thing was predicting aerial bombing as if like that was his big prediction of the future, which was true. It wasn't that crazy at the time. But the fact is that he actually predicted aerial bombing 30 years later, but still couldn't latch on to the concept of big, heavy things will fly in the air. Why would the Martians do it? That sort of reflects what the audience expectations are. As an example, Close Encounters, right? Big, giant spaceship filled with people. Obviously, it travels through generations. You know, there's generations of aliens on there. Writers have, have used that as like, yeah, okay, that's sort of like how we would do it, I guess. Typical. Right. I would argue that typically that when anytime you take something that what we do now and just make it bigger, just for the it's bigger, it's just, it's just be bigger is always wrong. <laughs> well, when you see giant spaceships and oh, by the way, yeah, I mean, I mean, Star Wars is going to be just laughably funny and bad to audiences probably a hundred years from now. I mean, like Flash Gordon, right? You guys seen the Flash Gordon sure. back then when they have like they have I've seen Flash Gordon. <laughs> That they jerk off spaceship. Yep. <laughs> I was considering that one. Looks a bit like a penis. Yeah. Way, that's my first choice for my favorite spaceship here. Anyway, but I'll, I'll finish nice. my rant. It can never be that cool. <laughs> Just it has to be accepted to what people now can imagine. It's people with the money who can pay for a book or go see a film. All right, let's get uh, let's get your picks for for your top three top three spacecraft of all time. It could be real. Could be fictional. Could be uh, you know something someone might have seen in Iowa. <laughs> Whatever you, however you want to go. Who's going first? You. I'm you. First. All you. We're just you're, gonna get your oh, three. Jesus, I'm still you're talking. Three, yeah, yeah, man. Oh this, is, right. this is you. This is your time, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, all right. I'm going. All right. The coolest spaceship. I'm going with the derelict spaceship in Alien, just because. It's just, it was so alien <laughs> and cool by H.R. Geiger, right? And you knew that it wasn't just like, when you saw it in the movie, you're like, yeah, that's something that's not from nature. Um, I'm going to that one just because, just for cool, like, wow, that's, yeah, that's cool. Uh, it was like just, a, like, like, like a flying horseshoe <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, how, why, why is it, why is it like that? It, it yeah, brings weird. more questions, you know. And again, we already mentioned the jerk-off spaceship in Flesh Gore, and that was just, yeah, okay, that's, that's the second <laughs> one. The, the phallic-shaped, um, yeah, spaceship. I, I like the fact that the Elysium Space Station was, I think, I believe, uh, I was reading on someplace, 60 kilometers wide, right? And uh, that's awesome. The reason yeah, why now is... Yeah, the reason why now is because that apparently that's more of a realistic size. If you're going to put people in a wheel and spin them, uh, it has to be really big. And I guess because of the uh, the inertial forces between, the, you know, if the, if the difference between your head and your feet are great, you'll barf your lungs out. And as an example, <laughs> uh, on the 2001, yes, uh, Bowman there would be bar barf his lungs out. He would stick to the wall, but if he turned your head... You, the, the, like I said, the difference between the, your, the head and your feet <laughs> be barfing all over Hal's console. I love yeah, that, it. I'll, I love you and Neil deGrasse Tyson just watching a movie and yelling <laughs> at it completely. Yeah, the Elysium was my number three. It's actually based on an actual like proposed NASA design. Did you know that? Right. Really? Yeah. J-Fact. Yeah, That's it's called the Stanford Taurus. Hold on, here you go. J-Fact. That's a J-Fact. Thank you. 
Appreciate Wait it. You're you mean I never got a sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had limited time to produce, sir. Right. You got to do you this for a minimum of eight years before you get your own little sound clip. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can play sound doing. effects. I can feed one. Right. How about a runner-up one? Go I'll ahead. Your, my my runner-up. How about the uh, the? I'll take the last dome from the Valley Forge with the little Dewey robot floating out in space, taking care of the plants. What was silent that? running guys? Did you guys silent running? Nineteen seventy-two. Have you guys? What? From Wally? Wait, what are you talking about? I'm lost. Oh, come on, S- silent running. Nineteen seventy-two. I don't so know. This is just my two geeky. Was that the I just prequel? Geek out. The cool runnings. No, <laughs> that's the prequel. <laughs> Bobsled from Jamaica. Yes. Right. <laughs> Feel the rhythm. Cool runnings. Yes. I don't know. Say this one more time. What so, is it yeah, called now? Go ahead. What's say it. Uh, in silent running, Bruce Dern as as a hippy dippy guy with the three robots, the precursors to like R two D two, and they walked around. And, really, seventy two. Okay, yeah. Gee, I'm so old. <laughs> the old guy. Right, I'm looking at it. Right. Anyway, you'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, it's got like three it, like big dome greenhouses popping off it. It looks yeah, sort of like a, like, some, like a bubble wrap. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So it's anyway, space, yeah, space station esque. Polly Shore. So it's pretty cool. No, not Biodome. Yeah. <laughs> not Biodome. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot. So you guys, this is a comedy podcast, not a geeky sci-fi podcast, right? So we're masters of none, man. We touch all the bases. We, we dabble we in not... everything, sir. We, we dabble right. in the geekdom. I just, I've all never, right. I've never seen that movie. So okay, that that's why oh, I got yeah, right. on the list. I'm, what... I'm just, I'm just that friggin' old. Okay, good. Ah, right. That's fine. <laughs> a couple. Years. I remember. I, I saw Star. Billy, I, I was, I saw Star Wars as a 16 year old back in 1976. I'm, I'm a pro- I, 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 I snuck in a tape recorder. And recorded it when, when I was watching, like the fifth time through. I had a tape recorder running just so I could get the quotes right. Get and out. You go home and you start going, yeah. Do you so, have that? Do you have that? No, well, no, that's long gone. You know, but, you know, but the point is, back in 1977, yo, I, I, I can quote you like, accurately. Star Wars, you know. If you you don't, you, there's no way you have that recording anywhere. No, well, well it's just a, just a shitty, you know, cassette. You know, just totally, who cares? Throw that shit out <laughs> up on YouTube. Are you kidding me? They put up fucking Kmart Muzak from the 1990s and like. 25 million people have been listening to it. Well, no, it, it it's just, yes, it's just going to sound like a muffly version of Star Wars. It doesn't whatever. matter. Everybody fucking love that. Are you kidding? Original recordings from, from a movie right. theater in the, in the 70s. That's phenomenal. All right, you would listen to that in a fucking Heck, millis- yeah, I would. In a millisecond, yep. you would listen to that. <laughs> it's the same damn thing, but just muffly with a shitty mic. Love it. Just, just to imagine the, the sideburns in that theater while you're listening. <laughs> You're like analog Napster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the original Pirate Bay. He was fucking Redbeard yeah. of Pirate Bay. I want to get. The, I want to be able to quote Darth Vader correctly. God damn it. Understood. Nice. That's yeah. dedication, man. That is. That's, All right. That's what let's, I'm. Let's plug the book one more time. Yes. Okay. So it is called High Strangeness. It is available now on high-strangeness.net. You can download it for free. Or, or buy it. Or buy it on Amazon. Buy Please it. buy it. On I Amazon. say buy it. Go get a paperback. Fit snugly in your front pocket like nothing. It's, it's a steal, and it's high. And as Eric says, you kill a tree. So yeah, there you, you go. You kill a tree. So we uh, we all hurtle <laughs> towards doomsday together. No, you just or, you know we're you're killing trees to make more room for the UFOs <laughs> to land. That's it. Correct. The easy URL is CapeCodUFO.com. CapeCodUFO.com. Uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, get that from here. 
<laughs> it's a great, uh, great premise, and I'm looking forward to uh, to reading it, man. This is welcome cool. to Worcester. Uh, thank, thank you for, thank you for reaching <laughs> out, dude. This was fun. It was wicked pisser. Worcester <laughs> here. <laughs> Art's from New Hampshire, so you guys are like fucking ah. backdoor neighbors there. You take uh, the 95 quick- north up, and then you go to a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Yeah, give me, give me. Okay. Where can I buy my fireworks? I got some fireworks up there. In your oh, exit one right off the Seabrook. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right. You got Phantom Fireworks right next to the liquor store. It's a wicked pizza. I feel like I'm listening to aliens right now, and I don't like it. <laughs> Eric, thank you so much, man, for joining right. us. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, it. man. Okay, so we get to our number ones. Uh, I already said mine. Mine is uh, the Milano. I went into my little diatribe for it. Jay's is Apollo. 11 or what do you well i'm sorry what what's the actual name well it's three components that make up the whole craft so well, what are you calling three, just components? you can say apollo 11 we get it we, we know what it. you mean okay oh oh, oh. You, we can say that now we can we, can. Can. we have permission art <laughs> now we that we have, explained it we now have permission i'm actually proud of both of you for having that on there i didn't think you would oh, at all of course you got to that, Dude, an actual fucking spaceship an actual i was gonna one. i mean my first thought was just the space shuttle because that's pretty cool, but it's not nearly as fucking cool as the Apollo 11 mission. Have you ever been to... Uh, I honestly thought you, one of your guys' like, point fives was going to be the Challenger. Oh, I swear Jesus to God, Christ. I, All right. I, I, You're dude, a monster. No, Jay, I thought that was going to be yours. I swear. <laughs> How dare you. I knew I as soon he well, you know we we text each other and talk about what we're what we're what we're doing and everything and when you were like it can be real right I was like yeah I know exactly what he's like <laughs> wait did you think Challenger or you thought Apollo Eleven no I thought it was you're gonna throw a space shuttle in there I just you know a actual rocket in there I don't know well, I thought about like you know the Mars rover that's pretty dope uh, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of cool shit the International Space Station itself is pretty insane when you what think about, about the, it what about the one that's what, what's the one that has passed our solar system what's it the Voyager right isn't it the Voyager yeah the one that's like way the fuck out way there way out there it's the farthest thing from Earth right now yeah, yeah that's pretty insane too is that what it's called, the Voyager? I want to look that up. Just make sure I, I don't. We don't get any fucking hate mail from nerds. Um, actually, it's the Voyager. Sure. Yeah. I, I have a feeling we're gonna get hate mail about leaving the, some certain ones out, but I'll wait till I hear your number one first. All right. So Art, your number one. Go ahead, give it to us. I know what it is, but good. Just come on, give it. Say we, it then. We, we want it. it. We want it. Say it. We want say it. One, two, three. Say it. Millennium Falcon. Yes, sir. Give yep, me the ship that made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Come on. <laughs> I mean, just everything about that ship. Again, like, just with the Milano, too, were you talking about the stories about certain things about that ship? I mean, that was, like, you could tell that was Han Solo's pride and joy, right? I mean, right. that was his Corvette that he'd work on, and everyone's like, what the hell is this? And, like, <laughs> the first, well, like, after watching like a new hope a few times and like hearing Princess Leia, like, what a hunk of junk, or like Luke would say the same thing, or it's it's like, what what's so bad about this ship? What like, what, yeah. like I don't understand that joke. And, yeah. So I'm like, this ship is awesome. And then like they have like the thing where they smuggle the compartments, uh, they have like the weird freaky chest going on, just everything that they had about that ship, and like especially when they're getting attacked by TIE fighters. I mean, dude, that <laughs> come on, like that ship. Is a be all and end all, man. I love that ship. Can you settle something for me? Because you probably know this. When they were designing that ship, is it true he got the idea after taking a bite out of a cheeseburger? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah, I heard he broke his tooth on the satellite dish. Yeah. He was like, oh, 
It's like biting into a poorly designed spaceship. Yeah. Is that right? Am I right on that? <laughs> and like 1,000 falcons were going by the window. They're like, oh. <laughs> Look at all the falcons. There's like a millennium of them. Wait a minute. <laughs> There's a millennium of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guy that doesn't know numbers? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, the, the the Falcon's fucking amazing. The fa- the Falcon is amazing, yeah. and y- you're right. I don't know why it was considered a hunk of junk. Why? 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 Because nothing that? worked inside it. He had to like punch the wall to make it work. But it was old, and it's been through some shit. Did you see Solo? Yeah. That thing has been through some fucking shit. <laughs> it made the castle run at twelve parsecs. Yeah, that's also a fake measurement of anything. It's not a measurement. <laughs> Whatever, distance, time, speed, <laughs> it's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason that should be above the Apollo 11 mission. Why did uh, or uh, actually this is something that I honestly do want to know. Why is in Solo the front of the is it just modifications or something? The front of the Millennium Falcon is like closed, whereas in the regular Star Wars oh, movies, like where they open up. There's like a. Yeah, there's of course, like a he knows the answer. Yeah, what's the answer to that, please? <laughs> I'm no, I'm I'm legitimately curious because that was something that I was always like, did uh, you know Han put some sick rims on it or something? What happened? <laughs> Well, yeah, he did a lot of modification to it, but riding on um, dubs. Sorry, the the actual <laughs> ship in the beginning, like all that that class, the Corellian ships were actually uh, used to move things around. I guess the docks or whatever the case may be in in space, and they had uh, they were modified that way. Um, and so then he takes that off just for, of course, because he wanted to put a bunch of different a, a bunch of things in there as well. So yeah, it, he took that off just because of the modifications. But they did in there for when they were first built. Yeah. And even he said in Solo that his dad worked on them. I'm getting like my books and movies com- confused. But like one of I remember someone talking about like the, their dads used to work on that on the ship, and it was like built that way because of uh, the construction and what they would do with those ships. And now it looks the way that it does with Han and Chewie because he did the modifications. For got it. it, got it. Any other like I I think there's something like there's in there like a a big uh, like almost like a satellite dish on the top that wasn't necessarily in there. In the it changes. It does it. It gets upgraded. Oh, okay, correct. Yeah. It is correct with that. Yep. Nice. Even I knew that, Mike. You fucking sorry. Nerd. I'm novice. I'm I'm asking questions. Maybe other people. You know. Maybe people can relate. Also, too, I want to ask Mike. Especially, I'm surprised this wasn't on the list for you. Yeah. Because it kind of goes through time and space, right? The DeLorean. Yeah. yeah. Not really, I don't really consider that a spacecraft, space but ship. I get right. it. But I get Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, uh, I thought of it, too. I thought about that for the TARDIS as well from Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. I mean, there's a ton. There's a ton of stuff that we have not said. I mean, obviously, none of us have even jumped on, like, the USS Enterprise or any of the you know the 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 Star Trek ships, um, the Klingon ships and stuff like that. There's some there's some cool ones, cool looking ones in that as well. Yeah, you know, you know, you know my favorite one from all the Star Treks are is the one uh, that uh, Nero was on in the remake. That oh. one just looks like a fucking oh the Romulan looks like a troll's haircut, but like sharp, <laughs> like on its side. <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah, <laughs> that thing was crazy. Did look like a yeah look like a yeah. spider vein monster coming at you. Um, what, uh, oh, okay. What else? Uh, something else I wanted to ask. About. Oh yeah. The Narada or something. Yeah. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. It so looked like that, man. A couple of, uh, any, any, you got any honorable mentions? Anything else that we, yeah, I had a uh, slave one slave one. Good one. The Eagle five. <laughs> nice. 
course, the Winnebago ship from Spaceballs. Yeah. Which whose name is also a shout out to Star Wars. Do you guys know that? Eagle Five is. So yeah, five for Red Five, and then Eagle for, like Millennium Falcon. Uh, there you go. Mm, Great fact. Interesting. J fact. Thank you. Welcome. And yeah, like speaking of Red Five, it was, it was cool to see uh, in Rogue One how Red Five, the first Red Five, bites the dust. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. I will. Uh, I'll give an, an honorable mention to uh, the mothership from Independence Day. There you nice. Go. That's a good one. Just a giant civilization just living in there. I didn't watch a ton of it, but what, what about the ship from Futurama? Does it have a lot of fun features and shit? What is or that no? ship called? Am I wrong? Oh man. Um... I know what you're talking about. And it's like the, green. Is it the Planet Express ship? Yes. By the way, I was I was correct. Voyager One is the uh, probe that is past our solar system. Nice. Nice. Uh, quickly, another uh, honorable mention is the ghost from Star Wars Rebels. What is that? I don't know what that is. Don't know. It's the animated series Star Wars Rebels, but it was the it was the ship that um, Hera Syndulla uh, flew. And it was a pretty cool ship, and they had like the um, there was like, it was called the Ghost, and then there was a, like a kind of like in uh, the Milano had a, like a uh, like a small ship attached to it. They called it the Ghost, and they would do recon missions uh, for rebels. It was pretty sick. Kind of looks like a mini Falcon a little bit. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, shout out to the literal um, pie pie pans in Plan Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> 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 Or the uh, the actual flying saucers from Mars Attacks. Yes. Throw those guys in there. <clears throat> um, yeah, sure. so a couple of the ones that everybody always says, you know, always throws out there. Uh, um, this is kind of going over from, like, movies, TV, video games. Video games is actually, we, we didn't really touch on video games a lot. Um, <clears throat> the Normandy SR2 from Mass Effect. Uh, the UNSC from Halo. The USS Defiant from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the Red Dwarf from Red Dwarf, Serenity from Firefly. We didn't even throw that oh, out there. Yeah. I know that one. I know people fucking love that thing. I think those are most of the big ones, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I said, there's there's a ton that I'm sure we're missing that we'll we'll get email over, but you know. All right, so let's figure out what what's our number one here. Well, it's the best spaceship Apollo. of all time. It's, it's the it's the Apollo because you got it at one and me and R got it at two. I mean, that's just, I mean, boom, America, damn it. Hell to the yeah, America. So that's our one. You know what's a great movie, by the way? Also, speaking of space stuff, is The Right Stuff. Did Love you guys watch that, that movie. Love that fucking Holy movie. Holy shit. I watched that last year, like in my movie year. <clears throat> Man, that was one of the standouts. Yeah. So good. Watch, so good. Watch that in sixth grade uh, science class. Yeah. It's like three hours long, and it feels like it's an hour. It's yep. crazy. Very great. So good. Yep. Uh, so that's our number one. Uh, do we have? We can do a top three, you think? Yeah. I, don't, I think we're just doing the best of Milano, all time. Milano, because we had... You had that. I had that at five. You had that at one. I had five. You had, you had that at five. I had that at one. Okay. I, I didn't have it at all. You didn't have it at all. Did you have? Like, did we have anything else? Uh, well, me and uh, our guests both had the Elysium. Okay, we had different Star Wars stuff. Where was the Elysium? Where is the Where was the Elysium? I had it at three. He had it at his one. I think. Yeah. No, it wasn't okay. his one. The one from Alien, didn't he say? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay, it was number two then. So a two and a three. Where'd you yeah, guys yeah. both have Millennium Falcon? Or you didn't have it, Mike? I didn't have it. I had Death Star as my Star Wars pick. Okay. <laughs> but I, I'll... It's a terrible pick. It's not a terrible pick. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> How dare you, sir? You also picked, like, the second best one. What? The, 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 the third one is, like, the best one. What is it called? Star Planet Killer 
Star, Star. Star Killer base? No. Because yeah. it, it can't move. It, it can't? No, it's a fucking planet. It's in a planet. It's in a planet. So the planet can't move. The thing just, it, you just got a point. Oh. It. It, it was an actual planet? Yeah. That they kind of modified? Right? So they it was dug inside. It was dug inside a, a fucking planet. So it can't uh, move. It's not, technically, it's not as, I mean, we're all on Spaceship Earth, Jay, but hey. Oh, hey, man. We're not going to get. Right. Boring. We're not gonna. Get, <laughs> there's, there's no point arguing two and three. That's <laughs> no. stupid. All right, fine. About we eleven. Know. We took the easy way out and we picked America number one. Hell yeah, dude. There's no escaping true actual spacecraft. Right. Because oh, the other thing too is with that. Think about that. They had no idea what the fuck they were. Doing. They were guessing half the time, and then they figured, "Oh yeah, oh we can go to we can go to the moon. All right, let's do it." Yeah, <laughs> they, they didn't know if it was gonna work. They didn't no. know if they could get off the moon. Right. There's one poor bastard rotating the moon by himself while the other two guys were on the moon. <laughs> no idea if they were gonna make it back. No, no clue. You had to get them back into his ship, and then they had to get back to Earth. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's fucking That's insane. It's absolutely insane. What was he doing that whole time? Yeah, dude, like, just the uh, yaw. You had to do all Michael Collins. Just sit up there like, eh, hey guys, what's, what's it like down there? Good. Is, is it cool? Oh, I'll catch you back around. I'm spinning. I'll, I'll catch you on the other side. Hold on. Be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'll be in total darkness and silence for the next uh, 20 minutes. Hope I don't die. Thanks. Hope you guys don't die. I don't know. Maybe I'll see, talk to you later. If then, all right. Cry. This, all right. Just go. Avenge my death. If, Dude. Don't, don't die. Stay out there. You see anything cool? Bring me back. Bring me back some rocks with a. Oh my god, what's that? Just kidding. <laughs> Coming right for us. Spaceship's got a. Two arms, five arms. Did you know semen can float? <laughs> I'm lonely. Neil, you gonna finish the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here. We'll talk to you next week on Masters of None. OJ for Mike and Art. Hold up. What? 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 Our killer base can move. Oh my oh, god. Fuck. Just, way to ruined. go. God damn it. All right, All right, that's number one. Apollo number eleven is number two now. Talk to you next week. See ya. See ya. Don't forget to leave us a review and rating on iTunes and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Masters of None. Check out the website, mastersofnone.com. It includes episodes, news, articles, videos, pictures, so much fucking more, man. Check them out. Masters of None. Masters of a fucking excellent domain name. I'll tell you that right now. Father too many. They had to pick someone had it and they were like, we want that. I got it again. You think they had to buy it? I would think, man. Like you said, that's a that's a good name. Once they got, things. they were going way far, way far back. Maybe they got, they saw that. And maybe they got, they got it. Maybe they got it way back. How far back? Way back. How far are you gonna go back? Way back. As we go around like this. All right, check them out. Mastersofnone.com. Uh,